Good morning. You are listening to The Scene. I'm your host, Laura Holloway. And today we are here talking with Michael Evanichko, local author, local actor, director, producer extraordinaire. And we are here today to talk about all of these wonderful books you have been writing recently. Tell me, first of all, what was the very first thing way back in your history as a child, first thing you ever wrote? Well, um, I, it's funny. I was digging out of my crawl space uh, a few weeks ago and I found all this stuff that I had written as a child. I attempted to write a paperback novel when I was around 12 because I was reading a lot then. And I literally cut paper the size of a paperback novel (laughs) and just put it in the old manual typewriter and just started typing away. It was called Ghost Town. Ghost Town. So I was into like Stephen King and the horror. I was going to say, what were you reading at 12 that was inspiring Ghost Town? Stephen King. Yeah, Yeah. Mm, like Salem's Lot, uh, The Shining. Very dark. Yeah. Very dark. Yeah. And you were writing on a typewriter when you first started writing? Yep. Where did Old you get this typewriter? typewriter? I don't know where it came from. Um, I have that. It's in my crawl space, too. Um. <laughs> Who encouraged this in you? How did you say, this is, I, I could do this. I want to be a writer. Uh, nobody. My family was big into sports, and they watched it, like, all the time, and I, I was never a sports kid. So I needed to find something to occupy myself while, you know, back then, you know, there was one TV and you didn't have the options, obviously, that we have today. So um, I just started reading a lot and then I just wanted to create my own stories. Wow. That's I think that's not a unique situation where someone feels like they're growing up around sports and maybe feels a little bit more artistically inclined. Uh how did you know that you weren't a sports kid? You said, I'm not a sports kid. What was the, what was it for you? I tried um, playing sports growing up as well, school sports, and I um, stunk at all of them. <laughs> so I decided that just, just wasn't me. Yeah. Um, and like the arts, there is also a lot of stress that comes with sports and being the best that you can be and um because I stunk at it I knew that was not a route. Wasn't even head. wasn't even worth the worth the path. No. So you decided you wanted to be a writer and you're 12 years old and you're writing on an old typewriter and you're putting together a book called Ghost Town. When did it start to become real for you? Was this in high school or college when you thought I really want to make this my life's work? I would say about 13 years ago. Hmm. Um, when I started writing the first book, it was 2010 ish. Um, and I had to come up with a concept that would keep me interested throughout the whole process because I knew the process was going to be lengthy and, uh, very tedious. And that's how I came up with, uh, life in a supermarket basket. And the life in a supermarket basket was the first book. Yes. And tell me about the book. So it's about a gentleman leaving the supermarket. He gets run down in the parking lot. And as he's flipping through the air, his grocery items uh, form like a kaleidoscope around him. And each one tells a chapter of his life. So life is flashing before his eyes based on his grocery items. Wow, that would be really humiliating if my life was based around my grocery (laughs) items right now. I don't know what you shop for, but... A lot of kids' fruit snacks, cereal in my basket these days. But yeah. So, what was the process like writing the book? You started. How do you How do you start? You write an outline. Do you sit down and just start chapter one, page one? I did not do an outline with this book. Um, I did come up with the list of grocery items first, though. So I knew what chapters were going to be which grocery item, and then I had to figure out a story 
around that item. Okay. Give um, us a couple of examples of these items. Um, there is a chapter called Soy Milk, and it is the protagonist. Um, <laughs> he is um, slightly overweight. Okay. At this point, he's 300 pounds, and his doctor tells him he needs to lose weight, like pronto. Mm. So he does a trip to the supermarket and buys all these items that he thinks will help him lose weight. One of them is soy milk. Um, and then he's out jogging through the neighborhood, and a small child falls in an open manhole. Um, the cover was removed, and then... So the chapter becomes a life or death struggle about how he's going to save this child. How is he going to get into this manhole when he's 300 pounds? So wow. that's an example of one. <laughs> Soy milk sounds like a dark chapter. I need to, okay, we're going to, we're going to talk more about this. We will be right back in a moment on The Scene with Michael Evanichko. You are listening to The Scene, and I'm your host, Laura Holloway. This morning we're here talking with Michael Evanichko, local author, actor, producer, many other hats. Today we're talking about your book, and right now we're talking about one of your books, Life in a Supermarket Basket, um, the book that is structured around the items in a supermarket basket that are scattered in a parking lot after this man is run down by a car and there's a child that's fallen in a manhole. And my, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to keep up and my brain is exploding a little bit. How do you take it from the first word to the last word and how do you know it's over? Hmm, that's a good question. I'm what is called a pantser. Have you heard that term? No. In in writing, it's kind of flying by the seat of your pants. Oh, I'm a pantser um, too. I didn't even know it. Okay. <laughs> so I um I kind of create the story as I go. Okay. Um, and that keeps it exciting for me. That whole process of writing it keeps it exciting because I I'm acting almost like the reader. Yeah. Like where am I heading with this? Um. Yeah, so I don't really have a clear, defined beginning or ending. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's what, you know, sometimes the people don't know when to end or when to stop. It's like a chef that keeps adding ingredients, like no one to quit. Um, for you, for writing a book like this or for writing any of your books, you're also an actor. Do you ever write with the idea of what that might look like on stage or in a screenplay? I don't. Okay. Um, and I've been told that this would make a good um, play. I don't see how it could be a play. Um, so no, I, I've never, um, I never think about seeing it on the big screen or on a stage. You're thinking too small, Michael. <laughs> We're going to put this in a movie. So the next book in the series is it a series? Do they play off of it each other? It is a series. Okay. It's the trilogy of life. Now they're standalone stories. You can read them separately. You don't have to read them in order. There's one character that kind of connects them all, but he's a secondary character. Okay. So the second book in the in the in the trilogy is is life in a neon knapsack. That's the third. That's the third. The second is life in a savage landfill. Yeah, but again, you know, you don't have to read but them. But they in don't order. have to be in order. Okay, but these are the order that you wrote them in. Yeah. So how how much time passed between when you finished the first book and when you were ready to start the next one or um, wanted to? Seven years. Wow. It took seven years to uh, find a publisher for the first book. Um, yeah, and then I began the second one. What's the process of finding a publisher look like? Mm. Um, yeah, you do query letters. You have to research um, agents because mm. you got to start with an agent. So you have to find an agent first because you can't send your manuscript unsolicited to publishers typically. Has it always been that way or was it – could you used to submit 
blind to any publishing house or? Um, no, I think it's always been this way. Mm. Now you can submit blind to like the smaller publishing houses. Um, and that's where I ended up getting picked up from. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, it's a tedious process and I eventually separated from that publisher because they were a smaller uh, house and we weren't really benefiting each other. At a certain point, we decided that we should kind of go our separate ways. Do you remember when you first sold the very first book? You remember the first book that sold? I believe there was a book signing. Um, yeah, I, th- I believe it was at a book signing. Yeah. Do you, do you remember that person? Do you remember what that felt like? I, w- I had a few drinks. Um, <laughs> so you don't remember what that felt like? Okay. Um, I have a bit anxi- of anxiety at these book signings because um, I know people are going to walk in that I know. Mm. And I sometimes have a problem remembering names. Oh, well, so, so what are you doing now? You're just like, hey, guy. So I had a, a good friend that was there with me. And anytime I gave him a look like of, of terror, basically, he would approach that person and talk with them for a second and get their name. their name. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> that should be your next book, How to Find Out People's Names If You Don't Actually Know Them. <laughs> uh, so Life in a Savage Landfill, the second book, what is what is it about? So it's about nine strangers who wake up in a landfill. They have no idea how they got there or why they're there. So they have to figure out their connections to one another before the landfill is filled in and they all perish. What? Okay. We're going to talk more about this in a minute. We will be right back in a moment on The Scene with Michael Evanichko. You are listening to The Scene. I'm your host, Laura Holloway. This morning, we are talking with Michael Evanichko, local author, and we are talking about his trilogy of books, which features life in a neon knapsack, life in a supermarket basket, and life in a savage landfill. I got to hear more about the savage landfill. There's nine people. They've woken up in a landfill. They have no idea how they've gotten there. They have no idea what's next, and they're waiting to be covered by garbage. <laughs> Is, am, I, am I caught up? Is this happening? That's pretty much it, Okay. Yes. All right. So, so what's next? What happens here? And who are these people? And don't give it away, but... How did this idea come to you? Um, so essentially, I took the idea from Supermarket Basket, which was kind of a um, having the story take place um, in a constrained, confined um, area. Like the Supermarket Basket had items that told the story. Now the landfill has people that will tell the story. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of thought that, that would keep it interesting. And that, and that's the main thing for me is to keep it interesting throughout the whole process. So each chapter I gave an introduction to the, each character. Um, and I knew like this one, I outlined a little more than supermarket basket or some Yeah. Um, so I knew the first chapters were going to be how this person ended up in the landfill. And then another chapter later would be, um, some backstory to them. And then another chapter later would be, current situation, how they're going to get out of there. So it was seven years from the first book to starting from finishing the first book to starting the second book. Um, How long did it take you to write the second book? So the second book was much quicker. I'd say I had a rough draft down in about three months. Mm. Um, The editing took a lot longer though. Um, I'd say overall about a year process the second book. What is your writing environment like? I'm always interested when I talk with writers. What What is your space need to be like for you to be creative? Quiet, zero distractions. So I lock myself in a room, basically. Yeah, it's hard to have zero distractions in this world. 
Yeah. You know, everything is a, everything is a distraction. That's true. That's true. So you worked through the second book. When did you start the third book? The third book would have happened probably, uh, the third book actually came out a year ago. And that's Life in a? Neon Knapsack. And tell me more about that. So this is about a 15-year-old girl in uh, 1986. She's on her way to school and a small commuter plane explodes overhead. And a knapsack from that plane falls out into a tree and she retrieves it. Um, And within that knapsack is the story of possibly someone who perished in that plane. Another 15-year-old boy from uh, England. Yeah. Okay, I have to say of all the three books, this one to me is instantly a movie. Like, right? This is this is a movie. This one could be a movie. Yes, I, I could see, see this. this one. Yeah. So how and and the the movie or the movie, see I'm already doing it. <laughs> the book is how their lives are interconnected, how she starts to really identify and and experience this person that she never knew. That's absolutely correct. That's insane. Yeah. And there is a connection um that you know, we have to wait till the end to to figure that out, but um Wow. It's a lot of coming of age stuff with both of them. Um, she's trying to be popular in high school and she's kind of not the popular type. Yeah. And he is trying to survive um, life in an orphanage. If you are writing a character that is unlike yourself, where do you draw that inspiration? How do you create that character? So Michael Evanishko, middle-aged man, lead character in this book, a coming of age young girl. Hmm. What's the That's connection? That's a good question. Um, I just draw on experiences and then um i don't i had a lot of girlfriends growing up i mean you know 15 year old girls are very easy to pinpoint (laughs) they are just you know they're we're all the same yeah i mean the popularity thing i you know i can relate to that as a boy growing up even so um yeah i'd say every character even though physically isn't me um i in my life's experiences i was gonna say even with the characters the nine characters in savage landfill I'm sure each one of those people has a little bit of you in it. That's right. That's so interesting. That's right. I, I love hearing more about writers' process and how they build these characters and create. And tell us how we can find your books. Tell us how we can support you in in your journey as a writer and how we find out more about you. MichaelEvanichko.com. Um, I also have an account on TikTok and I have a TikTok shop where you can buy the books. You can buy them on Amazon as well. Um, and if you just do a Google search, they'll they'll pop up like another like Target, Walmart, things like that. Um, so it's out it's out there. But awesome. I would say MichaelLevinichko.com is a good place to start. Great. And for if you're just tuning in and catching this, these books are called Life in a Supermarket Basket, Life in a Savage Landfield, and Life in a Neon Knapsack. And we're talking with celebrated local author Michael Levinichko. Thank you so much for being here today. And and everyone, go grab the book. They Thank sound you. great. And I can't wait to see them in a movie. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>